Why am I out here knocking on doors and people telling me no? Right. Things <laughs> didn't feel worthwhile anymore. No. Did you feel the same? Yeah. Yeah. F- things didn't feel worthwhile, like going door to door, walking around. For what? Knocking on people's door. I was like, why am I, like, I don't feel wor- rewarded yet. Yeah. With what, like, with the, the experience that I'm going through or with the job that I'm going through. I don't feel How's it going, everybody? My name is D'Angelo Palladino, and this is the Locker Room Podcast. Today, we have a wonderful guest. His name is Devin Holmes. Devin, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Hello, everyone. My name is Devin Holmes. I'm a former tight end at Fordham University. Welcome to the Locker Room Podcast. Yes, sir, man. I'm glad to have you. I appreciate you for you know your efforts and, and all the um, mishaps that we've had um, you know with this episode. But um, you know it's it's growing pains, um, and you know. I appreciate your patience. So back to um, the conversation that we had off camera. Um, when, when you were when you were starting sports, you started later in, in your, you know, in your career. You started seventh grade. So who was Devin before seventh grade and before sports came in? And why was that important to you to start then? Man, I, I was really just like a small town kid just playing football, looking to play football. I finally got into the tackle football in seventh and eighth grade and then my career just went you know yeah from there what was your uh first position you started when you played running back believe it or not yeah wow running back <laughs> it was uh it was a wild experience why didn't you stay at running back i was too tall like Way what were, what tall. was your what was your height when they said you were too tall maybe maybe five ten but they knew I was going to grow. Right. To be, you know, being in seventh grade and being 5'10", they were like, yeah, you're going to be right. like six, over 6'2", probably. 5'10's so. OD at, yeah. in seventh grade, dude. I was like, I was probably like 5'3". I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even know that, that short. But for, yeah. for being in middle school. Being in middle school, yeah, I guess it's not. But so, yeah, dude, Um, was there like a, a an awakening for you that, you know, you were like, okay, dude, I need to go to college and play football, um, you know, or, you know, what was what was that switch that was like, okay, I'm good enough to go? Eventually, when I got bigger and I got taller and stronger, that is when a lot of coaches reached out to me and said, hey, let's go, you know, we're looking at you, so you got to perform. Yeah. And I did. I did. Yeah, did you, like, go to any camps or anything to get, like, recruited? Yeah, a bunch. Um not as much my junior year. I think I only went to two or three camps, but in my senior year, I ended up going to like four or five, six camps. What camps you go to? Ohio University, Notre Dame College. Um, I also went on this football tour yeah. that was from uh, to a lot of Big Ten schools. It was Rutgers, Maryland, um, Ohio State. Um, where else did we go? Um, but it, it, it was just, we paid like $1,200 and they took us. Um, around like the tri-state in the midwest oh wow went to all like a whole bunch of different camps so wow wow how'd you do there pretty good pretty good that that got me a lot of attention from like big 10 schools i think that's how i got that preferred walk on from ohio state really eventually that felt good yeah yeah (laughs) i remember i still have pictures in the in in their stadium in their um their inside um training facility and once 
once I went there, I was kind of like in shock because I think Urban Meyer was there. Yeah, I remember him talking to the to the um the staff, or maybe it wasn't Urban. Did you (laughs) did you see (laughs) did you see what Urban Meyer was doing this year in the NFL, bro? (laughs) No, you didn't, Mm -mm. dude. This dude was in Columbus, bro, and he was he was cheating on his wife in Columbus after they had like got lost, like the Jacksonville Jaguars lost. Oh, you mean at the bar, right? Yeah, the video <laughs> in the bar, yeah, touching on that girl. I forgot about that. Um, Dang. I mean, that's cool though. I it's mean, cool, but you know, like, he's yes. a man. Yeah, he's a man, dude. But like, you know, that's but that's kind of that's what we were talking about. You know, when you're on the team, you kind of have to act a certain way and do a certain thing. Morally, it's wrong. You know that you that you're cheating on your wife. That's yeah. that's that's the more thing that's wrong, not the fact that you didn't fly back with your team. Like you're a grown man, you can do whatever you want. Right, it's completely his choice. So, you know, people aren't perfect. No, nope. at all. Nope, he's not. He's not. He's just like everyone else, man. But I just thought it was goofy. Yeah, I, I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> I was laughing, dude. I seen it on the news, and I was like, "Gosh, dude, this dude's still living his dream." Well, it's not even. It, it could have been worse. You it could have been way worse. Do something else like fighting, but you know, yeah, it's not a big deal. Not, not a, big, a deal. big deal. But hey, dude, so. Um, so getting into college was, you know, you had to have a recruiting process, right? So how was, how did that go for you? And could you guide like someone who's, let's, let's say someone asking you, you know, I need, I need help recruiting, man. What can I do? How did yours go and, and give them, give them some advice? Um, just establish, establish your role like early and, in, in your career. And then after that, just make sure you elaborate. You can establish mm-hmm. your role. Take the time to realize what position you fit in and what your coaches want as a team role. After that, go to camps. Go find where you belong and look to network from there. Meet a bunch of coaches. I don't care whose card it is. Take their card and ride it out and see what happens. Yeah. And keep performing to yeah. the best of your ability. Keep going. If you ain't doing nothing, then you're, you're doing wrong. <laughs> There's always something that you could do is send an email, make a phone call, something. Um, yeah. So, so what what was it with you that that got you recruited after you know only starting in seventh grade? Um, eventually going into high school, transferring schools, I played a way bigger role at wide receiver. So I really just started to be first string. Eventually, um, we were run first offense, pass second. So I only ran like four routes on the year, but I was averaging 16.4 yards a, a reception. Oh, wow. So that's really one of the things that stood out. That stood out on paper. It's like, oh, okay, this dude's like 6'6", six, six, yeah. 215. Let's, uh, let's, let's shoot him a little scully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah. I, uh, they finally – but, I mean, coaches were saying you're averaging like a first down per catch, so – yeah, you know, and you have I think it was eight, six or eight touchdowns on Dude, the year. Sixteen point four yards is insane. Yeah, usually the little cross routes, the little you know what I'm saying, or the little things is what what we getting people. You know what I'm saying? But sixteen point four yards is oh, right, right. And then the six and eight touchdowns are like mm, that's a that's a pretty good season. Like where where you're you know being in high school. Yeah, and, dude. And being that's a awesome. receiver with an offense that runs first. So that's awesome, dude. So. Give me um, the day you got your scholarship, man, um, and the day that you got it offered. What was what, what did that feel like, and what was your what were your emotions and and everything? What were you going through? I was emotional. I remember finally achieving what I had dreamed of as a child. So that was the biggest thing to me was finally 
putting in all that work and getting the reward for it. Yeah. But I cried, told my mom she cried. We were just finally excited, finally happy to be, you know, a part of a new football team and play beyond high school. Not a lot of kids get that opportunity. Right. So Not a lot at all, at all, especially at the level that we had played on, dude. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But, yeah, dude, that's awesome, man. And I always ask that question because, you know, I kind of experience the same emotions, and I feel like everyone does, you know, unless, you know, unless it's just something that runs in your family and you just expect it to go. Um, but for you know, for the people who people who you know, it's a little, little harder on you know, growing up especially, it's like you know, your life flashes before your eyes that day. Like my 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 whole life was like, you know, everything that I worked for, here it goes. You know, and and my mom's life is about to change. My life's about to change. You know, so so that's why I always ask that question, man. Um, but I will um I will go into your into college now. So, what? Give me a rundown of the differences, um, regardless of, of, of what direction you want to take this. Um, give me the differences from your perspective from high school to college. High school is a little bit more of a foundation for college football, which when people make that leap, you notice that. You go in, you're expected to train harder, be better, and be overall dominant over yeah. most people, which is what they pay for when they you sign an, an NLI. So... Eventually, after getting into college, you're no longer this high school student. You're expected to do the best things on your own. There's no coaches working around you like in high school. Your athletic director has to watch all these sports. Same thing as in high school, but there's too many people to keep track of. What? Right, right. So you have to be your own man on and off the field. It's crazy. What was the... Uh, what was the um? Athletic director at, at Fordham's name. I forget his name. I remember his face. He had a little beard. Well, not beard, but like a mustache, a gray mustache. He's always <laughs> walking around. He was like this tall. Yeah. I forget his name. But he was he was pretty decent. I just feel like they was always giving the basketball team all the shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't remember what his – um. I really you know what I'm talking about, though, right? You know, you remember what he looked like? That little short dude with the glasses? Yeah. Like circle glasses? Definitely, definitely. But, but I don't remember his name. Yeah, I don't remember his name either. I would if someone said it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude. So, um, when you're when you were in college and you were playing, like we we were, I was a junior and you were a freshman. So like, we only really saw each other like you know at practice or like you know if you guys were to come over like on a weekend or something. Um, so I didn't really get to know Dev like you know every single day. You know, um, how was your how was your college experience overall, dude? Like from from like you know social life to 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 uh, campus life, you know all that stuff, man. Schools. Social life was awesome for me, being in a big city, coming from Ohio. What more could I ask for? A lot of pr people, places, things to do. Football life was different, though. Um, my role was higher as a freshman coming mm -hmm. in. You know, in high school, I didn't play that much as a freshman. So finally, going into college, being, you know, tight end two to three already, was already like, whoa. Um eventually moving up to second string throughout half the year and and playing in six games yeah was was the intensity anything you had expected of like just the grind dude from i don't know if you if you have zay do you have zay on snap no dude i'll show you after this after this show this dude <laughs> put a photo of the our camp schedule from 2000 it was like 2017 and i was like wow bro i cannot believe that we did this Right. Like, it was 5 a.m. until 11 p.m. 
and then it was like lights out 11:30. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's crazy. But but yeah, so how like um how was your your experience um during camp and stuff too? Like was that was that a was that a big challenge for you? Camp was awesome. I balled out in camp. So they I mean, I didn't have a problem with anybody or anything. Yeah. Eventually, I put on that weight and started to play. So that was like what I expected, though. I expected I was going to be a high performer yeah. for college. I wasn't expecting New York to be that hot. I was like, because like, I mean, New York's northeast. You know what I'm saying? It's up north. So I'm like, okay, it's going to be a little bit, a little bit cooler in the winter. You know what I'm saying? In the, in the summers, in the winters, it's going to be nice. Right. And then it's like 98 degrees. Can't breathe because the the all the smog in the air. I was like, bro, this is absolutely not anything I had expected. <laughs> like I was gassed. <clears throat> so, um, and that's where I struggle. I'm like, hold up, bro. I'm tired on top of like trying to learn new plays, and I would be gassed, and you'd have to know them like like that fast, fast, fast. Um, and like we always discuss, I, football was an art to me, not a not a you know rule regulation follow technique. It was never like that. I had three plays all of my life. Um, and honestly, dude, coaches would like work around me. They'd be like D D through the two hole, and then they'll tell everybody else what to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude. So what um, what is one thing that you would, if there is anything that you would take back from your years while you what from a year that you played at Fordham I would have been a little bit more patient leaving was one of the hardest things to do but financially I needed to uh breaking into spring football I definitely would have been a little bit more patient with what was going on yeah. in my situation so that was worth it, though. I mean, yeah. I, I still left, and I'm still happy about it, but I would never regret it. Um, but patience, patience. I, I just remembered rushing to do a lot of things, and everybody was kind of like, slow down, you know, slow right. down. I, I didn't want to. Wow. So did you have any, like, challenges that were somewhat overwhelming for you while you were at school? So for me... I felt overwhelmed when my freshman year, I wrote a 10-page paper, okay? okay. Um, I went to Ironton High School, man. We, we, we didn't, you know what I'm saying? We didn't do anything like that. We didn't do anything, really, especially like a two-page paper, maybe. So my professor, it was a sociology, intro to sociology class, and this guy um, tells me to write the paper. And I forget exactly what it was about. I'm sitting in the locker room every single day trying to get it done. Right before practice, after lift, I turn it in. And I get an email from Sister Ann, which is like the academic advisor uh, for the football team. And she calls me to her office. And she's like, hey, D'Angelo, uh, you know, we need to come talk to you. I'm like, oh, shit, what did I do this time? You know what I'm saying? So I go up in there, and she hands me the paper and shows me the email that this professor said. Professor tells Sister Ann that he is not sure why I was at Fordham and I wasn't college ready. Um, at that point, I got put into study hall every single day. I had to sign in. I had to sign out. It was OD the entire year. Um, I mean, it helped me. 
but it was very hard to go through that. I could feel, I could feel the coaches be like understanding of my incompetence. You see what I'm saying? It was like their energy towards me where they wouldn't trust me. And I just, you know, started to get overwhelmed with everything going on, dude. Um, regardless of whether it's anything similar, it could be anything that's had you overwhelmed, dude, while you were there. Was there anything at all? Any experiences you had? Getting sick my the last semester of school, I believe this was in the spring as well, or either late fall, and failing my theater class, which is like yeah. the easiest class in the world. And I remember, like, I was, how am I failing theater? thought to myself how am i failing theater um but i had mono so i couldn't get out of bed i was just really tired and really fatigued um but yeah it, schooling wasn't that hard math was something that worried me but i actually really did well in math and yeah. then once i did well in math and in sociology and political science and politics i was like cool you know yeah. i i was set because I knew that that one failure in theater wasn't going to fail me. And I failed on attendance. So right. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't because I, I lacked the, the yeah. knowledge. But going back to what you said about the paper, um, I felt like, um, it, you know, going to a private school, because Fordham is a private school for anyone who doesn't yeah. know. <laughs> it's very, it's a Jesuit university. So they're very tight knit with their education and their process real bad so if they don't think you're ready they'll let you know mm -hmm. they'll let you know they'll let you know or if they don't tell you straight up they're going to make you feel they're they're going to in a way like what, what how could i say it like without directly indirectly indirectly make you feel that and know know that they know that you're not ready in a way of not playing you or or pretending to not hear you and stuff like that. That happened to me the all the time, dude. And, like, literally, it was right after all that happened. Cicerone was like, oh, well, you know, he's not ready. And, I, I mean, at the end of the day, dude, I, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know that I didn't know that I had adult ADHD. I'll go, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know. I didn't know. And um, my whole life, I went through life with, with it without any issue. But until I got to college and all of these new things and the intensity and high effort that is expected in every aspect was a lot for me. Um, so, yeah, dude, like, I, you know, the, the paper was was not that bad, but I was kind of in a way repeating some things without trying to. Right. Um, but, yeah, dude, so that's that's. That's crazy to hear because I didn't even know that you had mono back then. I didn't know anything that was going on because I was in my own little world in my in my dorm. Don't go around kissing girls, guys. <laughs> not 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 in college. Don't do it. Do not that was do the it. first mistake. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not trying to sound like a ladies' <laughs> man, but shh, no. Yeah, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's not. Worth you look it. so angry right now. <laughs> and all these pretty girls in the world, you kiss one, and boom, there goes four yeah, games dude. of your season. So. Yeah, dude. Hey. Hey man, you know, girls are very good at at telling you and making you convincing you to do stuff. They're women, man. So, and also for the girls, girls, need we're just them, as though. bad, if not worse. Definitely, definitely need them <laughs> and love them. Yeah, so. love them, but you hate them, man. But okay, dude. So, um, this is gonna move us into the, um, into the advice section. Um, for someone who is going through 
the period of okay um sports aren't aren't me anymore um and i just don't know me right now and where i'm going uh, i guess i just go home um and 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 try to get things squared away there uh what what would you what would you what would you tell them as far as coming home from college life from no more sports it could be high school it could be college it could be seventh grade football it could be anything remember who you are in life remember who you are in life and don't let anybody tell you that or don't let anybody tell you or make you something that you're not stick true to your path believe in what you believe in stand for it and be the best person you can be it is not all over because football is over it is not all done because you're not playing sports anymore you have a bunch of intuitive and creative things to put in the world so go ahead and do it you absolutely do um and 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 I would add to that too, and say, you know, prove it to yourself. That's the only way that you can do it. You know, if you continue to go through life and you're trying to impress other people, including your mom, you know, your dad, or or your uncles, your cousins, and 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 your coaches, um, you're not going to get anywhere. The most successful people in the world are the people who discovered the only way that you can do anything is to prove yourself wrong. Because you always, everyone has that little man in the back of their head that tells you, "Hey, man, you probably can't do that." You know, you, you tired, bro. Don't 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 go with another rep. You know what I'm saying? Your coach ain't looking. You know, don't don't do this rep. He ain't he ain't looking, right? Prove yourself wrong. Prove that dude wrong, man. Because you ain't going you ain't gonna get nowhere. You ain't gonna get nowhere. Because that's what they, that's why they ask. That's why they say, you know, it's more important about what you do behind closed doors. That's literally exactly what it is. So do not allow yourself to, to put yourself in a position that you don't want to be. And that's, that's, that's literally all I wanted to say to that. So I want, to, I want to ask you, what, what was the hardest part for you after, after you left? What was the hardest part? Uh, definitely adjusting back to normal life of not playing sports and figuring out where I belonged in the world or and and even in like a workspace yeah. even like with a job because I wanted to I was a political science major and then I came home and I was like you know I could either keep doing political science or change so I decided to change and it worked out for the like it worked to be beneficial for me so so how did so I know that you said that you you know worked a job or two um, and everyone has to work to get money when they you know everyone has to and that was and I was like, dang, I got to work a job. Um, and I did outside door to door sales. That was my first job um, outside door to door sales, knocking on doors. Um, did you. What was well, what was your first job like right right after? And give me some details about that. My first job coming out of college and being home, I believe I was a lifeguard. Oh wow! Yeah, I worked at Great Wolf Lodge, and that feeling was different too. You're I, a lifeguard? Yeah. Are you like licensed or all that? Certified? Well, I have to get recertified for CPR and first aid, but that takes like I think like two weeks. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I could still if somebody was dying or needed a tourniquet, I could still give you first aid or CPR. I did not know that about you, bro. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Lifeguard? Where did this come from? 
I came home, man, and I remember my first save as a lifeguard because it was, um, they call it a, a youth aquatic park. Yeah. I remember my first save jumping down in the water and saving this kid that was, like, drowning or having trouble swimming. And just, like, saving him and bringing him out of the pool. Remember his parents' face were just like, thank the Lord you're yeah. here. And, and I'm so thankful that you're, you know, you're here to wow. save my kid. That was when I was like, okay, this is like, you know, normal life. Like I, I now I feel accomplished in the world again. Yeah. <laughs> now now that there's that's that that's that touchdown feeling that you yeah. that you that wow. Yeah, I was like, whoa, like if I wasn't here, that kid easily could have drowned and or, you know, passed away, unfortunately. But Wow. So that I mean, their parents showed me that it was that was wonderful. Dude. That's wild to me, man. I've got, um, I've got like a couple people that I know that have been lifeguards before, but this was more of like high school, you know what I'm saying? Like a high school job and sitting out in the sun and like all day, you know what I'm saying? Had to have been exhausting. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I, was, I did door to door sales and I was doing, you know, in the sun all day, knocking on doors, it was absolutely awful. And I was like regretting. I'm like, dang, dude, why did I get this job? You know what I'm saying? Why did I do this? Did you ever get there? Yeah, later in <laughs> later in life. Yeah, I'm like, man, I, I I play football, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm a superstar. Why am I out here knocking on doors and people telling me no? Right. Things <laughs> didn't feel worthwhile anymore. No. Did you feel the same? Yeah. Yeah. Things didn't feel worthwhile, like going door to door, walking around. For what? Knocking on people's door. I was like, why am I, like, I don't feel rewarded yet. Yeah. With what, like, with the the experience that I'm going through or with the job that I'm going through. I don't feel, like, rewarded at all. Wow. Now that you say that, it's like football gives you a daily, um, like, gratification. Like, a daily motivation. Like, you're you're always proving your, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you run, you run, you ran the fastest, right? And then you got first place, and you look back, and it gives you that hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you're just knocking on doors, you know what I'm saying? It does. I don't really get that. You know what I'm saying? You don't get that feeling every single day. It's like you get you get that when you get that paycheck, but then you got to pay them bills, and it's, you got twenty dollars left. Get you get you through the week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's crazy, dude. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, we we both work customer service though. From what I from what you talk to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Dibble, dibble into that a little bit, and I'll go into mine afterwards. What did you take from that? Like, did so, you learn anything? So, uh, Dial America was the company I used to work for, which is a call center. That job was the worst. Only when I got stuck in the parking lot at 11 p.m. in a snowstorm that was coming, mm. that was hitting since nine, and my car got stuck into the in the parking lot because it was a huge parking lot i mean i had to drive all the way to the back and once i parked my car i remember going into work sitting there for like six hours getting out and then trying to move my car to the front yeah and it was stuck so i had to kick my way out of the parking lot (laughs) from 11 to 4 p or 4 a.m for like five hours because i didn't have a shovel i didn't have anything where where was the so it was just in like the middle of nowhere no it was in um what city was that how far was it from like a gas station or like a like a uh, it, the gas station was right probably like a half a mile walk down the road but i didn't know if they would have a shovel that i right. could use and that's a long walk in the snow yeah and the car was the only thing keeping me warm at that point 
and I was I was like thankfully I wasn't running out of gas because if I was I might have got stuck. <laughs> I, I remember just I had to get brand new tires, brand new tires. Mm-hmm. I was like, Whoa, dang dude, the snow here is awful, bro. I hate the snow. I I used to love it a lot, but now that I'm old and I have to do like adult things, and it's not just oh we got out of school now. <laughs> like let's go no school tomorrow now it's like dang dude i got work uh i can't be late so i should probably leave 45 minutes early um which pisses me off <laughs> but yeah dude so i want to uh pick your brain here and this this will be the last uh the, this will be the last question here for us okay um so i want to ask you your definition of happiness man and because everyone's it's it's not relative everyone's happiness is different so I'm gonna let you let you answer that as as best as you can. What could you repeat that question? I'm sorry. Yeah, you're good. I missed so, I missed part of it. Yeah, you're good. So I was gonna ask you, um, your definition of happiness, and and I was just gonna let you, you know, take take the wheel and go whichever direction that you'd like with happiness. The definition of happiness to me is being having the ability to be free to pursue anything that you choose to pursue without our freedoms today we wouldn't be here we you know could be a whole lot worse so take your freedoms as a gift and let them work for you would that be more of like a um so uh, like a like an action so happiness is more of like an action yeah, I believe, you know, it could be mental too, but like ha- having, being free enough to, you know, not be censored, being free enough to freedom, to have the freedom of speech or protest when you like mentally. Yeah. That's a, that's a plus. But also just having the freedom to, you know, come home, sit down on your couch and not have to worry about things such as famine or, you know, poverty. And, you know, unfortunately, some people still deal with that today. Yeah. But just be happy, you know, be happy you can be happy. Be happy that you're here today. Yeah, dude, I talked to this one guy um, outside. He's always sits out here in Tim Hortons. Um, and, you know, the people, some of these people that are out here literally on the streets, man, they are some of the happiest people. Some of the happiest people, bro. Like, and it's because we don't like responsibility. No one does, right? As much as people like to say that they do. We, as humans, we're all humans. We like the le- the path of least resistance. Yeah. So not having a monthly payment on your rent, not having monthly payment for your electric bill, not the stress of, you know, I got two kids at home and I got $12 in my bank account now, you know? They're just chilling. Like, yes, it's hot and it's cold and they can't really do much about it. But every time I talk to them, they're the happiest people that I ever talk to. They're appreciative of things. So, um... That's, you know, that's awesome that you say that, man, because that's that's their freedoms, their freedoms to not do anything. Yeah. If that's what you (laughs) choose to do, if that's what you choose to do, then go for it. But, you know, don't choose to do it and be mad that that's what you're doing. Right. Right. Choose to do it and be turnt that that's what you're doing. Yeah. Don't second guess that you shouldn't. If if it's right for you and it's the right thing to do, don't second guess your decision. Just go with it. Make it work. If it's not working, don't be afraid to restart and try something new. Yep. Yep. And don't let Nancy over here, don't let her or, or, or whoever her name is, who's 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 in your corner, you know, your 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 mentor or whoever. Right. Right. They can mentor you. They can give you advice. 
that can tell you things to, to, to motivate you. Be your life coach. All of those things, whatever, 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 you know, floats your all's boat between you and you and, you know, that person or the group of people. But do not allow them to to judge your steps that you're taking in a way that is taking your experience and trying to fit it into their narrative. Okay, more of. Let's say. You you want to be you want to be a music star. Okay, and you're like, man, I really, I'm really good at music. I can really sing. This is a, you know, uh, this is something that I really want to do. And obviously, in this world that we live in, it's very difficult to do that, right? Right. So, what is someone that you know going to say? Oh well, you know, you need to do something that's a, you know, a little more stable, and you know, this, that, and the other. That's bullshit to me, okay? Because the thing is, is that's their narrative. Their narrative is 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 to 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 stay that you know have that stability, you know. Same way as a homeless man's out here on the street that I talk to who's having a great time, his narrative is not to do anything. He wouldn't come to you and tell you, "Hey, man, just chill. It's nice to just chill." It goes for the same. Just because someone's successful, and they make all this money, that does not mean that that's your path. That's not what you want. This doesn't mean that's what you want. It might be what you think you want, but when you have it, is that really what you want? Is that are you able to handle all of that? You know, so keep that in mind, man. Um, and 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 uh, I wanted to ask Devin one more question. So, in the next five to ten years, who is Devin and what's he doing? Getting my bachelor of sciences first come is the first thing so i gotta handle that after that looking to start a family making a good like income living nice um and then planning to to you know get my name out there again yeah. you know i want to be remembered for something yeah when i do leave this this world so you know maybe starting a company maybe making a video game maybe you know working for a podcast maybe who knows who knows yeah opportunities are endless and those freedoms are endless they are they are and um devin man i i appreciate you bro you know um you you mean a lot to me bro uh and uh and i i just wanted to to get that out here on, on main street for everyone um devin devin has been been my best friend for the past couple days man um and he's he's really helped me out a lot and i want to i want to ask him to ask me a question because you know he's always he's always like you know we you know i want to ask you a question man so I'll, i'm going to let you ask me a question and and you know i'm going to answer it to the best of my ability if you could go back during your college high school youth football career and redo one thing what would it be i would say mm, I would have to say in college, um, one thing I would do is not allow my emotions to control my actions. Um, I was the first in my family to ever go Division One college. I didn't ha really have anyone to reach out to to say, hey, man, how does this work? Um, or, you know, hey, you know, I call you and, and, and like my little brother, he'll call me. I told him to call me, you know, when he needs me. Um, to not be able to call someone and say, hey, man, 
you know, I'm freaking out right now. And if I don't talk to you, you know, I'm going to flip out on my coach. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have that. So I would, you know, I'd be all over the place with my emotions because I didn't understand myself. You see what I'm saying? I, I always had this understanding of myself that, you know, I was going to go to the league and I was going to be the best player at Fordham. And um, when it started, when I started, the reality started to hit and it wasn't really that at all. I was lost. And um, that's where it began. <laughs> you know, that that's where it began. I just I didn't know who D'Lo was outside of being the hometown superhero and superstar that, you know, is, is just awesome. Mm. I got a reality check, but I would take that back, man. I would I would um, I would try to stay more grounded um, in 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 what I was doing, in my ability, and let my ability speak for itself rather than, you know, my my moping around and and uh back talking, you know? That's it's it, it was kind of it's kind of messed up that I, you know, there are some things that I did that weren't right. Um so I would say that. I would say I'd take that back. And I'd also say in high school in high school I would my senior year I wouldn't have played at all. Um, I was I was bullied, bro, by like my coaches. Um, I I got a scholarship uh, to Fordham my junior year, so I was going off. I went off uh, from sophomore to junior, or from junior to senior year. I went. I gained like twenty pounds, twenty five pounds, um, training my ass off. That's what I meant by going off. And when I came back, my, my, you know, my, my body was used to me being 170, you know, but I was 210. Whoa. You see what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And uh, it was bad. My back couldn't handle it. And it would hurt so bad that I would, like when I was running, it would, it would catch, right? It would catch and I would like fall down. Well, um, I'll never forget this. Um, I was in practice and uh, the principal at the time. I'm not going to say any names, but he was my coach. Um, and uh, his son, which, you know, I don't, it's no beef. He's awesome. Man. I love everybody. But his son was like one of the backup running backs or whatever. And, and, and my back was in excruciating pain that practice. Um, and I was like, you know, like going like this, like running through plays just because I didn't want to get yelled at or judged by the coaches. And he goes, Chase, get, get, the, get the fuck in there. Dude, get your pansy ass out of there. Right? 17 years old and I'm like crying on the sideline I'm like bro like I, I just something wrong with me and they kept they sent me to um they sent me to doctors doctors kept doing a bunch of images and they couldn't find anything they couldn't find anything at all well coaches called me into the office okay and uh he said after this was after like the third image he's like D now now we've done all these images and there's not showing anything. He said, you're going to stop being a fucking pussy and you're going to play this game on, on, on Friday. And this was against Ashland. Okay. If I can find the video, my mom said she was crying when she watched it. That, like, like probably last year she'd watched it just to look at it. Um, so I go home, dude, and I'm crying. I'm telling my mom, like, like they're on me, like saying they can't find anything and da, da, da. So that week comes up and I am like hurting so bad that I can't even explain it, dude. And and it was like my lower back. So 
there was one play that I, I was doing fine the whole time, and there was one play that got me. I had jumped up at safety. I had jumped up to try to pick the ball off, right? Yeah. I didn't get high off the ground because I couldn't jump. So then when I, when I went like this, my back caught again like it usually does, and I couldn't move. Then I get up, and then a couple more other plays, I'm running down the sideline, right? I'm like running, and then same thing, right? Full speed. So I'm crying, bro, and this guy up in the stands, I know him. He goes, uh, quit being a pussy. Right? Oh yeah. Completely almost as, hazing. Right. As if heckling. as if as if like my my injury and all this other stuff is optional. Yeah. Like it's I totally like I couldn't move, right? So um we end up getting we end up getting another image and it was like a um it was we had to put like dye in my back. They had to put dye in there and they had it was a bone scan or something like that. Oh. Then they see a crack in my L five. Wow. And I didn't get an apology. I didn't get anything. I got nothing from anyone. They didn't give a fuck. They thought that the whole time, you know, I was just trying to protect myself for college. And I'm like, why would I do that? I, 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 I want to go bigger than Fordham. <laughs> That's why I got big. I want to go bigger than Fordham. Why would I just give up, you know? Um, but, yeah, dude, I would. what I would take back is, I would not have played at all. Really? I would have stayed out my whole senior year. Oh, because wow. Because I'm still reaping those those issues now. Right. You know? So you would go back and not play a season to keep your you, – you'd keep – you'd value your, your body and your health over playing that extra season. And I would have done that at Fordham, too. Real, real shit, man. That is some real shit. So that's my advice to you guys. Let your body tell you the truth. He's not lying to you. Your coach is. <laughs> <laughs> Things can get iffy. Things can get iffy, especially with different coaching staffs. And, and you never know who you're going to meet. The coaches don't really know you, and you don't really know them. Yep. So, you know, take it by ear and keep going with it. Keep going with it and keep going with it. That's what I'm talking about. you figure out what to do. Take some time, but you'll get used to it. Ladies and gentlemen. The Devin Holmes. Everybody give him a round of applause. <laughs> thank, thank you so you. much, brother. Yes, thank appreciate you for having you, me. Of course. I appreciate it.